Hey guys, I hope you're having a good day. What is a good day? A good day is one that starts and ends spending time with our wonderful Lord. We're in Romans. Therefore, man ruined his life with sin. God's remedy is Jesus Christ. Therefore, how can I show my thankfulness to God for what he's done for me every single day? Today we need to ask God a very important question. Lord, does there ever come a point when you give up on men and let them receive the consequences of their sin? You know, there's three phrases, uh, the first one repeated, that should cause unbelievers to shudder and really tremble in their boots. Even though this is not what God desires, he's not willing that any should perish, and he finds no pleasure in the death of the wicked, according to 1 Peter 3 and Ezekiel 33. He inspired these words of hopelessness and helplessness for all to see and read. The ultimate of God's wrath is not found in chastisement or correction. It is sadly observed. When God gets quiet, wherefore God also gave them up, verse 24 of chapter 1. For this cause God gave them up, verse 26, and then verse 28, God gave them over. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who hold the truth in unrighteousness. You know, we cannot compare the wrath of God with the wrath of man. Our anger is often selfish and out of control, emotional and foolish. God's wrath is motivated by and wrapped up in love. It is because of his extreme love for us and his infinite knowledge of how sin can impact our relationship with others, our relationship with him, and our eternity, that his wrath is revealed against all ungodliness and unrighteousness. When men refuse to listen and repeatedly tell God to leave them alone, there comes a time when God does what they ask for, and he does. He stops convicting them. You see, when God gets angry, he does not yell and scream. He just gets quiet. Can I say that again? When God gets angry, he doesn't yell and scream. He just gets quiet. Wherefore, God also gave them up to uncleanness through the lust of their own hearts. Because these Romans 1 men and women chose to love their sin and ignore God, God gave them up. Another way of saying this is that God gave them over to what they craved and desired. They did not want God. They did want sin. God simply gave them what they wanted, what they desired and lusted after, which was uncleanness. When men allow their fleshly desires to become their gods, and the true God steps back and allows them to have what they want, they're reducing themselves to the point of kind of acting like nothing more than an animal. You don't have to spend much time on a farm to realize that most hogs, whether it's a sire, a sow, or a cute little piglet, they love to get dirty. They find joy in uncleanness. Sadly, many men and women love to wallow in their own lustful filth. There is something incredibly refreshing about being clean. What is the first thing you want to do after a long road trip or a three-hour sports practice or a hard day at work? A nice hot shower. It is too bad that we don't look at our inward cleanliness in the same way. Physically, we don't like to be dirty. Can you say the same thing about your spiritual life? You see, immoral sin will make you feel dirty. God's forgiveness will make you completely clean. Violating a few simple commands from God's word can begin to cover a heart with a kind of filthy dust that can soon desensitize the heart from all feeling. God's undeserved grace cleanses us from, that means all, unrighteousness. If you are like me, you have to agree with what King David and the Apostle John shared for all of us to read. Psalm 19:12. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse me from secret faults. 
Keep back your servant also from presumptuous sins. Let them not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright, and I shall be innocent from the great transgression. Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. Psalm 32, 5, I acknowledge my sin to thee. My iniquity have I not hid. I said, I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord. Thou forgavest the iniquity of my sins. Selah. For this shall everyone that is godly pray unto you in a time when you may be found. Psalm 51, 9. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. And then, of course, the classic of 1 John 1, 8 through 10. If we say we have no sin, we deceive ourselves, and the truth is not in us. If we confess our sins, he, that is God, is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say that we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. The Bible says in chapter 1 and verse 26 of Romans, For this cause God gave them up into vile affections. To those who purposely chose to believe a lie about God, believing he is not our sovereign ruler who can make demands on our lives, and chose to worship the things that God created instead of the creator God himself, God again gave them over to their degrading, shameful, immoral desires. They reduced their behavior to include sexual behavior that would be well, it wouldn't be natural for a squirrel, a bird, or even a hog. The word perversion could be used to describe sinful behavior that is a result of the twisting and distorting of God's words to do what they wanted to do in the first place. We all have to ask ourselves if we do the same thing on a lesser scale. Is there anything in your life that you know is not best, but you justify or excuse it to keep it in your life? If so, from what we just learned, what would you do? The Bible says in verse 29, and even as they did not like to retain God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind to do the things which are not convenient. Too many today live according to their likes and dislikes. For instance, broccoli. If they don't like it, they don't eat it. Exercise. If they don't like it, they don't do it. Parents' rules for teens and kids. If they don't like them, they don't obey them. God's word. If they don't like what that says, they ignore it and do what they want to do anyway. The darkened hearts of the Romans 1 followers did not like to retain God in their knowledge. They ignored God and refused to acknowledge his presence, his power, or his preeminence over their lives. Hopefully, you do not fall into the same mindset. Because of this, God gave them over to their empty, foolish thinking. They started doing what they were thinking. And what they did should have never been done. Think sin, then multiply it by 10, and you might get close to the depravity of our own thinking and the sin that it leads us to. Even as believers, we have to guard our thoughts, or we too will end up foolishly doing the foolish things that we foolishly think about. The word reprobate has a concept of being unworthy, unacceptable, unapproved, or undiscerning. I did not want even a hint of reprobate in my heart, in my mind, or in my life. It is foolish to be foolish. So when a man foolishly gives up on God, does God ever give up on him? Well, when a man tells God, leave me alone, God may just give that man what he wants and leave him alone forever and forever. And I'm sorry I went a little long today, but this is important stuff. But again, it is the day the Lord made. Let's rejoice. Let's be glad in it. 
and I hope that you have a good day.